the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. There will be an investigation into the apparent suicide death of financier and accused sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Barr says he's appalled to learn of Epstein's death while in federal custody. And he says the death raises what he calls serious questions that must be answered. Epstein, the well-connected financier accused of orchestrating a sex trafficking ring, had been taken off suicide watch before he killed himself in a New York jail cell. Epstein had been denied bail and was awaiting trial on accusations of sexually assaulting dozens of underage girls. Bob Agnew reporting. Gaza's health ministry says that a 26-year-old Palestinian was killed after exchanging fire with Israeli troops along the perimeter fence surrounding the coastal territory. The Israeli military says an armed terrorist approached the frontier early Sunday and opened fire toward troops on the other side who responded by shooting at the attacker. More details at srnnews.com. Hugh Hewitt reacts to a very tough weekend in America. The big story are the two mass shootings. The one in El Paso, clearly a white supremacist. The one in Dayton, clearly a nutter, Satanist, left-wing bro. It was uh, a weird, terrible, violent combination of all that is wrong with the country. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The Patriot is proud to present an evening with Michelle Malkin on Tuesday, September 24th at the Ames Center in Burnsville. Tickets start at just $12.80, and you can get tickets and get more details on the event on our website, am1280thepatriot.com. Good Sunday afternoon, Twin Cities, just past 2 o'clock. Let's look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Got mostly cloudy skies today, high of 80, a low of 66. And we've got Hour 2 of the Brad Carlson Show coming up now here on The Patriot. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thank you, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to check out our Facebook page, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and keep up on all of the goings-on surrounding the Northern Alliance. And as always, we appreciate your support over these 15-plus years. I spent the first hour recapping the mass shootings that took place uh, a week ago yesterday in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Want to move on from that. Obviously, there will be some, de- I'm sure there will be some developments uh, taking place uh, in these uh, particular uh, incidents. And if so, we'll, we'll definitely uh, weigh in on them. But I do want to switch gears from another big story that uh, took place from this past week where uh, a Democrat congressman by the name of Joaquin Castro, he is a Democrat out of Texas, particularly the San San Antonio area, uh, produced a list of those who donated to Donald Trump's presidential campaign. And the idea was to basically shame them in the aftermath of the shooting in El Paso 
saying, see these donors here, a lot of them business owners, if, uh, if you support their businesses, then you're basically supporting someone who is funding a white supremacist president. And that, that was essentially the tenet of, of Joaquin Castro's tactics here. Uh, I'll read uh, from the Washington Times story. Uh, the campaign of Democratic Rep. Joaquin Castro of Texas has publicized a list of San Antonio area residents and businesses who donated the maximum amount to President Trump's reelection effort, drawing accusations from the Trump campaign and numerous Republicans and conservatives of doxing, attempted intimidation, or worse. Sad to see so many San Antonians as 2019 maximum donors to Donald Trump, uh, the owner of Bill Miller's Barbecue, owner of Historic Pearl, realtor Phyllis Browning, etc., Mr. Castro's campaign account tweeted. Their contributions are fueling a, a campaign of hate that labels Hispanic immigrants as invaders. The listing provided not only the names, but also the workplaces of donors, prime information for what has become known as cancel campaigns or the doxing of people's private lives. Mr. Castro is not only the brother of faltering Democrat presidential candidate Julian Castro, but also his campaign chairman. In all, the campaign publicized 44 Trump donors from the San Antonio area. The Trump campaign said Mr. Castro was making them targets of partisan revenge. At the very least, uh, Castro for Congress is inviting harassment of private citizens, tweeted Trump campaign communications director Tim Murtaugh. At worst, he is conver- uh, encouraging violence. Mr. Murtaugh asked, will media considered uh, concerned about rhetoric care about this? He's listing people and their employers. This is a target list. So the response from a lot of leftists in the media, but I repeat myself, uh, was, wow, this is public information. You can go on pretty much any campaign finance website or wherever else, uh, these particular websites. They publish all uh, information such as this. this is public information. He's just conveying it to the public. Yeah, but what you don't understand is the way he's putting this list out there is he's saying how it's a sad incident and basically that they're funding a white supremacist president. That's what he's saying here. And Guy Benson made an excellent point. You know, you, you hate to play this what about game or what if a Republican had done this, but you know what? Let's 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 do that men, mental exercise if we if we will. Guy Benson, town hall, tweeted out, you know, if not if Trump had tweeted Democrat X wants open borders and you to pay for illegals health care. Un American. Here's a list of Democrat X's top donors in your area plus where they work. How do you think the media would respond to that? You think they would just be as cavalier as they are with uh, with what Joaquin Castro did? Well, it's public information; it's all out there available. What's wrong with that? No, of course they wouldn't. They would accuse they would accuse the Trump campaign of inciting violence against illegals. No, just like in this situation here, where I'm sure these businesses, these private business owners, these private citizens. Probably got a lot of unwanted inquiries. Okay? So, I'm sorry. If the media is consistent here, then they they would decry what uh, Representative Castro did. And I'm sorry. This is just, this, no one is going to take the time, or no one would have taken the time to research these private businesses. But the fact is, you gave a bunch of, rage-filled kooks, and that's what some of these uh, anti-Trump people are, some red meat. So I got a question now. If any of these businesses that were mentioned in Representative Castro's tweet are harmed in any way or vandalized in any way or people associated with these businesses are, are harmed in any way, then are, are, are people like Bernie Sanders going to stand up and accuse uh, Representative Castro of inciting violence? Or is is it because he's harming supporters of, in their minds, a white supremacist president, that this is this is perfectly acceptable collateral damage? Okay, it's despicable and it's un-American. And uh, David Harsani uh, wrote at the uh, Federalist this past week that this is this is doxing of voters and it's un-American. I'll, re- I'll just read a couple of excerpts uh, from this. 
Uh, Castro has no clue if he singled out support uh, Trump's rhetoric on immigration or, or even if they support his position on the borders. Maybe some of his victims maxed out because they're happy with the unemployment rate or they like the GOP's tax policy. Or maybe they see the election as a binary choice and prefer a demagogic president to a leftist congressman who feels comfortable doxing his own constituents. Who knows? Not that it really matters, of course. I may believe that Castro is a lightweight authoritarian. It, do, it still doesn't mean I should post his family's business addresses on Twitter. Democrats like Castro have adopted a political zealotry that rationalizes virtually any tactic they deem is necessary to fight Trump. This, I guess, now includes intimidation. The purpose of tweeting these names wasn't merely to bully those who have already donated to Trump's reelection, but to warn anyone in his district thinking about contributing to consider potential retaliatory public attacks on their businesses or worse. And I dare say that there were a lot of people who voted for Trump in secret in 2016 because they didn't like Trump. They didn't like the things he said or, or, or necessarily stood for. But they, Hillary Clinton was a known entity as an elected official. And as such, they wanted nothing to do with her. Okay? So shaming people for even thinking of voting for Trump, how is that going to draw people to, to your side? And, I, and here's the thing. There are, there are plenty of people who voted for Trump in 2016 who are now coming out publicly and saying, you know what, the things that he has done and said, despite the good economic news, despite some of the policy wins, despite cutting back on the regulatory state that has been accomplished through the Trump administration, the things he has said and some of his interactions, unacceptable. I can't have that in a leader, so I can't support his reelection. There are some people who voted for Trump in 2016 who are conveying that very thing. How many it is, I don't know. Is it enough to swing the election to the the Democrat opponent? Once again, I don't know. But these people are there to be had. And the veritable Tatooine cantina scene that is the Democrat candidates isn't really inspiring to bring them over to that side. And tactics like this, calling out donors for contributing to Trump's campaign, again, for reasons far not involved with Trump's rhetoric. Again, how is that going to inspire anybody? And oh, by the way, I read something from this past week that one of the donors that Representative Castro doxed is someone that also supported him for Congress. Awkward! Uh, Anyways, we do want to take this call on line one. Uh, Dick from Andover is calling in. Hey, Dick, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi, Brad. Another good show. Um, You know, one of the things that bothers me, and I guess I'd like your comment on it, is that as I listen to the, the discussions about the two shooters in Dayton and El Paso, we we seem to, by we, I mean the, the conservative side, seems to have conceded that the El Paso shooter is was driven by white supremacy. Um, and while, I, as I read his manifesto, while certainly he expresses a lot of that, that point of view, it seems like he was most heavily influenced by the Christchurch shooter yep. in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and and that is an underpinning all of this seems to be the Malthusian argument or um, that we got too many people in the world and we need to get rid of some of them. Right, and so therefore he picks who he picks blacks, browns, whatever. Um, ergo, he's a white supremacist. I don't buy it. And I think that the conservatives are making a big mistake by conceding, as as you sort of did, and as I've heard um, other conservative tacos do. You know, this is a this is a leftist in Dayton and a white supremacist in in Mexico. I see him as an eco terrorist. This right. is a guy who's been bought who bought into the leftist um, destruction of the planet by humans. And to the to the nth degree, this is not a this is not a, a white supremacist in the same sense as a David Duke or right. you know the Klan or whoever. And I think that's a big, huge mistake um, to concede that point and to describe him that way. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Dick. All fantastic points, and that, that is an excellent point. And the yeah the uh, uh, the environmental aspect was something that was definitely underplayed, and I think we understand why. And you know, first of all, it's never the wrong thing 
to condemn white supremacy. Let's just get that out on the table right now. Um, it's never the wrong thing to do that. And for, and, and I still maintain that Trump was right in doing it. Now, again, he's never going to get the credit, any credit for it from the media. I, I, I'll concede that as well. But the problem is that this is, and it's something I talked about in that first hour too. It was, this is an indictment of the media, how they report on these. They have a, a, a just an woeful lack of knowledge on firearms and gun policy and then it's compounded by the fact that they leave out certain aspects of uh, the shooter's manifesto, which, Dick, as you uh, eloquently alluded to, was this uh, the environmental aspect. Too many people in the world, overpopulation. And yeah, the ecoterrorism, that, that has been an issue. I mean, there's there was an epidemic some time ago where people were going to neighborhoods and burning up SUVs, you know, that were parked on the streets. So yeah, I mean, again, these are fringe kooks, all right? These aren't people who are... Who look at the environment as a and climate change as a, as a salient issue, okay? So, yeah, but I, I appreciate the phone call and thanks for clarifying that. But I, I'm I'm going to say that it's never the wrong thing to uh, condemn white supremacy and the, some of the tendencies that this this person has had uh, in his past would kind of give an inkling toward that. But again, those who focus solely on that are focusing on the on the wrong things overall. But to Dick's point, because we have these kind of arguments like this, uh, some of the more salient issues get lost in it. So, um, and again, that kind of ties together with again Joaquin Castro's uh, doxing of these uh, <laughs> San Antonio uh, residents. Uh, oh, t- taking the uh, little redirect here. The yeah, the Democrat. Uh, will, will this music be played at the Democrat National Convention? Do we know? I mean, we or can the keep, next we can keep playing it on our show. I at think least we, I think we can. F1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad Carlson, the Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. The following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amberin trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonial is based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI US Mulo, 52 weeks by UPC. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton, and I want to talk to you about something I haven't liked to talk about until now my menopause. All my life, I've had energy, energy to win gold in 84. But when menopause hit me, with the hot flashes and night sweats, I began to feel sluggish every day. That all changed when I discovered Amberin. Amberin safely relieves 12 menopause symptoms by helping to restore your hormonal balance. Amberin is 100% drug-free, estrogen-free, and clinically tested. Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. Thanks to Amberin, my fear of hot flashes is gone. My sheets aren't soaked every night, and my energy is back. Give Amberin a try and see what it can do for you. It works. It really works. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine retailers nationwide and get Amberin today. According to a recent Barna study, schools are seen as a negative influence on faith formation. Church leaders view parents, churches, and Christian communities as positive influences on a child's spiritual life. However, children are spending most of their daytime weekday hours at school, which is perceived by many church leaders as a negative influence. A good Christian school can provide a strong Christian community to help positively influence your child's spiritual formation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we believe in the power of Christian education so much, we have partnered with local Christian schools to offer half off your child's first year of tuition. It's our half-off tuition program. To find out if the school you are considering is part of this program, and to take another great step in your child's faith formation, call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. They have removed God. The majority party in the House of Representatives has deleted God from as many official congressional proceedings as possible, including swearing in witnesses. The left is determined to create one nation that is godless. They don't even want people sworn in by an oath in the name of God. They don't like the phrase, one nation under God. Would they prefer one nation under Satan? Leftists want government to be God, and they cannot comprehend that the God they deny has blessed America and made it a shining city on a hill. Now they want to extinguish that light and make it a dark and foreboding place similar to any godless banana republic. 
May God have mercy on America, for millions still serve Him and honor Him in this great nation. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Welcome back, Cam 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson, the closer, closing out weekends on the program. You can check out my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. for The King Banyan Show. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m., he is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer, closing out weekends. Sundays, 1 to 3. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And here to take your calls is 651-289-4488. By the way, folks, our our book of the month, yeah, it's already August. Well, it's the second week of August, so that's not a newsflash to you. Our book of the month for August is Tipping Points, How to Topple the Left's House of Cards by Liz Wheeler. The internal war for our country is at a crucial point as the left finds faith and patriotism distasteful and the Constitution an antique. One America News Network's Liz Wheeler has solutions and debate points against the left's push to radically transform our great nation. So you can register to win a signed copy at the Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot.com. And by the way, the Freedom Fan Club is brought to you by our fine sponsor, Lucky's Station. Lucky Stations. By the way, again, go to am1280thepatriot.com. You'll see the link for the fan club. Check it out. Uh, all sorts of perks. And had you been a member of the fan club, you might have heard uh, before everybody else about Michelle Malkin. Did I say Michelle Malkin? Yeah, I certainly did. Yeah, AM1280 The Patriot presents an evening with Michelle Malkin, Tuesday, September 24th at the Ames Center in Burnsville. Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com uh, will guide the conversation about the border crisis, the chaos on the left, and how it could affect the upcoming elections. Tickets start at just $12.80. $12.80. Genius! I wonder why. There are plenty of VIP upgrades available that include front row seating, meet and greet passes, and a copy of Michelle's soon-to-be-released book, Open Borders, Inc., Who's Funding America's Destruction?, she has millions of followers online. Be one of the few to meet her in person on September 24th. Tickets and details, again, available at am1280thepatriot.com. And I'll just say this about Michelle Malkin. She's as equally tough on Republicans and Democrats when it comes to border issues because she's called out plenty of Republicans who she feels are soft on the border. And that's been a big issue of hers for a long, long time, long before Trump's been president. Okay, And uh, she takes some of the most vile invective online that I've seen of any conservative personality. And you know what? Water off a duck's back. It really is. And uh, she's, uh, you know, she's about, I don't think she's but about five feet. I met her once in a couple of times a person. Little little gal, five foot tall. But, man, uh, I want her in my corner fighting any day of the week. I'll just put it that way. So looking forward to that uh, that particular night. Again, go to am1280thepatriot.com for more details. Uh, meet Joe Biden, same as the old Joe Biden, I guess you could say. Uh, he's running for president for the third time in the past 30 years. I remember when Joe Biden ran in 1988. I was a sophomore in college. Really didn't know much about him. He was a senator out of Delaware. And, you know, he continued to make a name for himself because he kept being reelected. And then, of course, was kind of Obama's um, uh, Obama's guy to go out there and get in the bare knuckles brawl, so to speak. Not literally, but figuratively when it goes out in debates because Obama could campaign as a moderate centrist and he decided to fluff up what was perceived as moderate chops by bringing in Joe Biden, who many people looked at as a moderate Democrat back in 2008. And uh, when it when Obama got in office, turned out he governed as a far leftist. And Joe Biden was just kind of went along. And now Joe Biden decides that he's going to uh, run for president. Well, uh, Joe Biden didn't have a particularly good week this past week. I do have some audio clips uh, from Joe Biden's week on the campaign trail. Cut number one was a, uh, I'm going to chalk this up to um, maybe a bad teleprompter. Does he use teleprompters on his stump speech? I don't know. Not all Not all of them do. But uh, this didn't come out sounding the way he necessarily wanted to. Joe Biden, cut number one, go. 
schools, they have advanced placement programs in these schools. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <laughs> what? Wealthy kids, black what? kids, Asian kids. No, I really mean it, but think how we think of So what's he saying? Poor kids means non-white? Because poor kids are just as uh, successful and smart as as white kids? Whoops! Uh, yeah, I, 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 and then he tried to crack some <laughs> as, as, as black kids, wealthy kids, Hispanic kids. Yeah, so that uh, that was kind of a microcosm of of Joe's week. Uh, let's see this next cut we have here. Yeah, uh, this is kind of out of the book of uh, of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, aka Tide Pot of Vita. Uh, I believe Joe was down in Iowa giving a stump speech. This was more off the cuff, extemporaneous, and uh, it's it's very obvious. Go. Uh, which number is it? Uh, Cut two, number two. Number two. Okay. Cut number one two. Second, go. Second, I got to sound like you. Hugh, yes. Hugh, Hugh. Cut number two. Generally, see what go. You know all these Twitter videos where I you know, have I to apologize. pause them, have to go all the way back. Five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. Division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. And so, folks, if you're interested, join me. I could use the help because. So we choose science over fiction. Um, oh, that'll that'll come into play uh, a little bit later because uh, this just in: Uncle Joe thinks there's at least three genders, but they choose science over fiction. Remember, and then truth over facts. Those are the same thing. Well, this sounds like the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is. It's better to be morally correct than factually correct. Um, okay. I, I okay. What's well, her mindset was, okay, yeah, we don't have $93 trillion to spend on a new Green Deal, but it's morally the right thing to do, and it's better to be morally correct than factually correct. So I think that's what Uncle Joe was trying to say there. Truth over fa- – but yeah, you're right. Truth and facts uh, – uh, I, I don't know. I don't get that one. So that was uh, down in Iowa. Now, here's a, here's an interesting one. This was also down in Iowa. This is about a few minutes long, and I'm going to apologize in advance – if you can't pick up the audio, because I'll, I'll I may stop it a couple of times, um, but this was from a stop down at the Iowa State Fair, which um, whoops, sorry about, I got sorry I was trying to get my uh, uh, link up here. This was from the Iowa State Fair. A young lady tr- uh, confronted Joe Biden and uh, asked him uh, some sa- salient questions. Uh, this will be this will be better if you see it on video. But um, uh, anyways, uh, cut number three. This would be cut number three. Go see if you can. Verse one. Verse one. Verse one. Stop right there. Stop right there. Okay. Stop right there. She asked him how many genders there are. And did you hear his answer? He said three. There are at least three. She said, Mr. Vi- Mr. Vice President, I'm a student here, and I'm wondering how many genders are there. Pardon me? How many genders are there? There are at least three. Okay. So uh, let's play the rest of that. By the way, first one. Okay, stop right there. Stop right there. He says, uh, he says there are at least three genders, and she says, "What are they?" And he says, "Don't get smart with me, kid." And then he keeps walking, walking, and then he goes back to her and physically, young lady grabs her by the arm and says, "By the way, the first one for marriage was me." I guess that means he said his indication was I was the first first one to support gay marriage. Uh, first one of what? First Democrat? First senator? I don't, I don't get what he was saying there. But, but that has the point nothing is, to do with gender politics either. No, it's no. a completely separate issue. But but he grabbed her by physically that grabbed too. her yes. by the arm. You're right. Which that, Joe Biden has a tendency of that, uh, that. So this is better for video. But the point is the point was got, was got across. A uh, young lady, his name is is Katie. She was born in Iowa and a student in Iowa. And she went to the state fair to ask the former vice president a question about gender. And when he asked the question, it, it took a few seconds for the question to register. And then he responded with three or, or at least three. Yeah, there are at least three. And she asked a follow up question. She asked, OK, what are they? And he looked at her and said, don't mess with me, kid. 
okay? And don't play game or don't play games with me, kid. And as she started to walk away, that's when he physically grabbed her by the arm. It's very obvious. Physically grabbed her. She was walking away, had her back to him, and was walking away and grabbed her and pulled her in. Says, by the way, I was the first one for marriage. Now, everybody got on Joe Biden's case for being handsy, kind of getting too close with the young ladies, you know, kind of little overly flirtatious, unwanted flirting. But grabbing someone in anger, which he was very clearly agitated, how is that appropriate? It's out there, folks. Go find the video. Hey, I'm going to follow up on this. You bet I am. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. The self-defined little brown woman with a big mouth is coming to Ames Center in Burnsville, Tuesday, September 24th. Get your tickets for An Evening with Michelle Malkin today at am1280thepatriot.com. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-458-7294. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-458-7294. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-458-7294. 1-800-458-7294. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's B-A-G-1-1 to 88988. We are there, day one with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. It's Bucks for Books at Lucky Stations. Come into our store, spend $5 or more on any item, mention AM1280 The Patriot, and get a $5 Office Depot gift card. What could be better? Bucks for Books. Visit LuckyStations.com or your neighborhood store. Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag Narn Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we thank you for tuning in. Playing some Joe Biden gaffes from this past week. I uh, was giving a stump speech uh, down in Iowa where he said that um, uh, smart kids, or uh, what? How was I forget how he phrased it. Yeah, poor kids are just as smart as white kids. <laughs> Whoops! And then he kind of realized quickly. He's yeah, all right. I mean, as as black kids, Hispanic kids. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So um, this is this is something that Joe. Here's the good news for Joe Biden. 
his buffoonery, decades-long buffoonery, is actually his strength here because he can dismiss the slip of the tongue as, well, I've always done that, you know. It's, it's been no harm, no foul. Yeah, he, he rebounded okay yeah. from that statement because in terms of word flow, maybe not in terms of actual content of the message. I think it was just before – it was right around the time he was named Obama's running mate in 2008, maybe just before then, where he was at some sort of rally and there was an Indian-American gentleman, you know, uh, India from uh, – and he was there talking to Joe Biden and, you know, said he was from, I think he was from Delhi, maybe somewhere in India. India is such a huge country. Uh, but he, uh, Joe Biden looked at him. He said, oh, boy, I tell you, you can't go, you can't go to a convenience store or Dunkin' Donuts or anywhere without hearing someone with an Indian accent. Is that right? You know, am I right there? It's like, uh, whoops, awkward. Yeah, yeah, he actually said that. And then when he was talking about all these call centers that are being farmed out to India, because obviously the labor is less expensive in India. And he says, I mean, you, you call up, you call up these places, and and he started talking with an Indian accent while he was f- holding this fake telephone, and then he realized, oh boy, that's probably not politically correct. So he quickly corrected himself. Oh boy, Uncle Joe. Oh boy. Or, or telling the uh, paraplegic uh, Missouri senator to stand up, stand up, Chuck, will you? Oh my God, what am I talking about here? I mean, this is this is something he has done. So his buffoonery can be used as a strength because he can just write it off as, wow, what? I, this is something I've been doing for 30 years. You can't take it seriously. Come on now. Well, so, but this this last one uh, was a little more serious because, again, you had a young lady walk up to him and ask him, how many genders are there? And he's like, what, excuse me? She says, how many genders are there? And he says, at least three. And she says, okay, can you name them? And he's like, don't get smart with me, kid. And then she's saying, okay, this, this isn't going anywhere. So she starts to walk away, has his back to him as she starts to walk in the opposite direction. He then physically grabs her arm and says, just want you to know I was the first one for marriage. Now, the insinuation was he's the first one for gay marriage. First one what? First Democrat? First senator? I don't know. Doesn't matter. But his contention was he was the first one for gay marriage. Okay, but... The point is, is that he grabbed this young lady by her arm, okay? Grabbing someone when you're clearly agitated, clearly angry, I'm sorry. That's that's not appropriate in any context. It's not, okay? Because she was very clearly walking away. So he can't even do a lame claim of self-defense, which if you look at that young lady standing next to him, she's a small young lady, all right? So even if he were, if, even if she were physically going after him, he couldn't claim some sort of self self defense, but she was walking away. I br- and I bring all this up because this is something that Republican candidates faced a lot of in 2016. Scott Walker, in particular, I noticed was a favorite target of me. They they play these little gotcha games. They would ask him these questions like, uh, you know, Governor Walker, because when Governor Walker was looking to run for president in 2016, um, is 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 President Obama is Barack Obama a Christian? These gotcha questions. You know, how is this relevant to anything that he's doing? Okay? I don't remember what he answered or even if he answered the question. But what? what? Is Barack Obama Christian? What, why, does that, why is that relevant here? But it was, a guy, it was these gotcha games. Because if he said, well, no, I don't think so, then it's like, oh, look at this. Scott Walker's perpetuating this claim that uh, uh, Obama, because he has a middle name, Hussein is a Muslim terrorist or whatever, whatever they want to go with. You know, th- these are the games they play. Another one Scott Walker got. Would you ever go to a gay wedding? You know, these gotcha games. And and it and it's silly. And my thing is, why don't Democrats ever get questions like this from the media? You know what? I, I, I've been saying this for a few years now. You know what the question I would most love to hear is, uh, Mr. or Miss or Madam uh, Democrat presidential candidate, uh, do you think drawing the Prophet Muhammad should be protected speech? Love to hear what they'd say to that. Because you remember a few years ago down in Garland, Texas, when they were having a draw Prophet Muhammad contest, and a, a, a couple of uh, Al Qaeda sympathizers showed up to this place with guns, and fortunately, no one was killed. I think a security guard got injured. Okay, but the point is, is that is that protected speech in your mind? Love to hear what the, what the Democrats have to say about it. But they never get asked questions like this. And kudos to this young lady, just a college student down in Iowa, asking how many genders there are. And you saw his reaction. Okay, there are at least three genders. 
Really? There are three? Why can't you name them? You know, well, don't be smart, kid. Well, I'm not being smart. You're telling me there are at least three. I want to know what what three genders there are. Okay, if I'm going to be sufficiently woke, I need to know this information. But apparently Joe wasn't up to offering it. And I bring all this up, too, because I it brought me back, and this is cut number four that I want to play for you. This brings me back to when Biden was vice president back in 2010, and he was on a campaign stop in Wisconsin on behalf of then-Senator Russ Feingold, who was gloriously defeated as an incumbent the following November by Ron Johnson. Oh, oh that was such a great night, uh, 2010 midterms. Uh, Joe Biden stopped by a custard store, and he and the people he was with bought some, and he asked the uh, store owner, you know, how much do, you, do I owe you? And uh, listen, if you can, pass, I think the audio is better on this one. Cut number four, Joe Biden back in 2010 at a custard store in Wisconsin. It's one of these kind of wonky, uh, yeah, quirky it w- Fox. It literally and- won't let me click play. What the heck's going on? Yeah, well, if you can bring that, yeah, if you can bring that up. To let, let me, me try to refresh. Yeah, that's fine. If you can, if you can get it to refresh and bring it up. But uh, my point is, is that, you know, the Biden gaffes, I gave you several examples of gaffes of, of just verbal buffoonery that he is, he's put forth before. And then this one, you know, some like, boy, that was out of character, Joe, getting kind of agitated, getting or, or whatnot. No, it wasn't out of character for him. Okay. Because people that are, that are in the tank for him, well, you know, he's personable. He's, he's, he's overly friendly. He's loquacious. You know, that's just, that's just Joe, you know, kind of the whole, uh, getting close to females, you know, kind of the unwanted touching, unwanted hugging of females. Well, again, grabbing someone when you're agitated uh, is not an, is not appropriate in any context. And again, it's like, wow, that's that's unlike Joe Biden. No, it's not. And this 2010 exchange with this custard store owner will prove that. Well, Joe Biden gets feisty while touring a frozen custard stand in Milwaukee. Why wouldn't you? The vice president didn't like it when the assistant manager made a comment about taxes. Watch and listen. Here we are. Okay. Say something so, nice instead of being a that smart. audio. Okay, that's the, that's all we need for that. So, what what the exchange was is you know they they got some custard and you know Biden took out a few few bucks and said how much do we owe you and the custard store oh I was on the house on the house he says I'll tell you what lower our taxes and we'll call it even because you know Obama was a big tax and spend leftist and Biden kind of walked away but then he couldn't let it go he walked away didn't say anything didn't respond to it walked away. And then he came back. He says, you know, just say something nice instead of being a smart Alec. And I'll clean up that the bleep was in there for a reason. Yeah. Smart arse, smart Alec. Mm-hmm. Now, potentially in Biden's defense, uh, in the video, this was from Fox News, uh, it had a cut to jump to when he was making the comment about the smart you know what. Right. So I'm guessing they just clipped it for time, that in between kind of stuff, but they did immediately go from the guy asking the question of or saying, hey, cut our taxes and you can have all the ice cream you want, but then it cut further in the future in the video. So we don't exactly know what happened in between when he made the comment about taxes and when Biden made the comment about being a smart aleck, but yeah. I'm guessing Fox News cut that for time, but I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, I, I that's an excellent point. I've a, I actually saw a Wisconsin TV news station when they reported on the vice president's visit to the store uh, said, you know, they, they picked up on the business owner saying, lower our taxes and we'll call it even. And then they showed the uh, vice president walking away and the news guy comes on. Vice president had no reaction to that comment. Oh, uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> Play the full clip, Yeah, please. right. So it, so the exact opposite happened with this particular news station. They didn't play the full clip, but you're, that's a good point. I'm assuming they just cut it out for time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Just be aware of those things, kind of people. Just oh, be yeah. aware. Not oh, that I'm accusing Fox News of doing anything in any capacity. However, just be aware of that kind of stuff. And if you don't see a full clip of something... Do the due diligence. Go find the full clip somewhere else that you trust. But this is an overall indictment of people in government right now. They think they're rulers. They think they're beyond reproach. It's like, no, you're elected officials. This is a representative government. You represent we the people. And we the people are supposed to impart upon you how we want to be represented, what policies we want put in place. And if, excuse me, if if a higher tax liability 
is hampering this person's livelihood, who better than the vice president of the United States? How often are you going to get to talk to the vice president of the United States face to face? Well, if you're an okay. ice cream owner, I mean, Joe Biden loves his ice cream. So I'd say, uh, you know, like more than one percent. Yeah, not not but not often. Probably this particular store. So the point is, this is indicative of the attitude. It's like if you're going to ha- if you're going to hold a worldview that there are three genders, don't we as the, the people who you want to represent have a right to know what they are? Because, again, we got to be sufficiently woke. And by the way, if the administration which you work in, no, I got Joe Biden was only vice president. All right. But nevertheless, he's part of an administration that raised taxes and harmed small business owners. And so as a small business owner, don't you have every right to ask your government official about this? Not, you know, to steal a line from the American president. It's not only our right, it's our responsibility. Okay. You have the opportunity with that elected official there, but they come off as like they're rulers, like they're like they're royalty. It'll be a smart, you know, asking me a question like that about policy. Really? So, you know, every everybody's going to write off, oh, that's old Uncle Joe, gaff-prone master, you know, whatever. Ah, he's just been doing that for 30 years. I'm sorry. A couple of those clips kind of show that he's clearly agitated when being asked questions that he doesn't like. All right? And if you're going to report on Trump, hitting back at his critics the way he does on Twitter, and that is absolutely fair game, then guess what? It's fair game when candidates are asked tough questions because they want to represent we the people. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. We're surrounded by noise. Bombarded by information. Messages struggling to get attention. So many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments, and it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. There are many perks to being a member of the Freedom Fan Club. Join this month, and you can register to win a signed copy of Tipping Points, How to Topple the Left House of Cards by Liz Wheeler. Join today at am1280thepatriot.com. Just click on Fan Club. Our Freedom Fan Club is brought to you by Lucky's Stations and their nine metro locations. Visit them at luckystations.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Oh, 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 
Welcome back, AM twelve eighty Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on the broadcast. I think we've covered enough uh, depressing news, you know, for these uh, for this uh, broadcast. Some of it a little lighthearted, kind of poking fun at Uncle Joe. But uh, this was a very heartwarming story that I happened to see being retweeted on Twitter. A journalist by the name of Jackson Proskow, he is the Washington Bureau Chief for Global News, which I believe is a news outlet uh, out of uh, Canada. And this was an incredible story that I followed on Twitter, and he decided to put it in the form of a column right away. Uh, He was at the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. He says, for reporters, the flight home is often a chance to decompress. It's the first opportunity to reflect on a story and to process our emotions. It's the point at which we step back from our deadlines and from the pressure. It's the point at which we, which it can all sink in. This week, the long flight home took me from the devastating shooting in El Paso, Texas, to Washington, D.C., with a layover in Dallas. Dallas became the place where the weight of the world seemed to melt away, the place where the good outweighed the bad for the first time in days. When we arrived at our gate at Dallas's Love Field, I noticed a few camera crews waiting. I didn't think much of it. Perhaps they were waiting for a politician or a newsmaker. A few minutes later, a gate agent from Southwest Airlines appeared and started handing out American flags. Then came the announcement over the PA system. A gate agent, his voice cracking, told us about the very special arrival we were about to witness. Our inbound plane from Oakland was carrying the remains of an American airman, Colonel Roy Knight Jr., who was shot down in combat during the Vietnam War in 1967. The agent took a long pause as he seemed to collect his words. Colonel Knight ejected from his aircraft, but no parachute was seen deploying, he explained. A search was undertaken, but could not find him. The agent again took a long pause before explaining that recently his remains were discovered, identified, and returned to the United States. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, Today, Colonel Knight is coming home to Dallas, said the agent, growing more emotional as he continued explaining what we were about to witness. At that point, we were told that before deploying, Colonel Knight had said farewell to his family at that very airport. He waved goodbye to his five-year-old son. It would be the last time he would see any of them. By this point in the story, the terminal had fallen silent. TSA agents stood solemnly in a line near the gate. The gate agent held the microphone in his hands, taking a long pause and a deep breath. He struggled to say what came next. Today, the pilot of the plane carrying Colonel Knight, or excuse me, today the pilot of the plane bringing Colonel Knight home is his son. No way. There were quiet gasps. A few people burst into tears. I'm tearing up just reading this. Are you kidding me? Uh, We were told the aircraft would arrive in about 15 minutes. The crowd grew larger, with noses pressed up to the glass for a view of the gate. As Flight 1220 from Oakland taxied toward the jet bridge, two airport fire trucks provided a somber water salute while the ground crew stood in formation. We all watched silently as the flag-draped casket was unloaded from the cargo hold, met by what we could only assume to be Colonel Knight's family, and a military guard. Airports rarely see moments of quiet, but for a few brief minutes, Dallas Love Field fell absolutely silent. There were no garbled announcements, no clickety-clack of rolling suitcases over the tile floor, no shouting over cell phones. People stood quietly at the window, wiping away tears, taking in a few moments rarely get to see. Or taking in a moment few rarely get to see. It was peaceful, it was beautiful, and it was a privilege to watch. As I sat down, uh, as I sat on the plane, I googled Colonel Knight's story. According to his obituary, he was shot down while attacking a target on the Ho Chi Minh Trail in Laos. He was instant. He was initially listed as missing in action until being declared killed in action in 1974. During that time, he was promoted to colonel. Born in 1931, Roy Abner Knight Jr. was the sixth of eight children in the Obit States. He joined the United States Air Force just days after his 17th birthday. He started off as a clerk and a typist at various U.S. bases in Southeast Asia, but eventually attended officer candidate school in the U.S. 
1953, he was a commissioned officer, and in 1957, he began flight training in Texas. He shipped overseas in 19, January 1967, reporting to the 602nd Fighter Squadron Commando at Udorn Royal Thai Air Force Base. He flew combat missions almost every day until he was shot down on May 19, 1967. His obit states that he was posthumously awarded the Air Force Cross, Silver Star, Distinguished Flying Cross, Purple Heart, and six Air Medals. But his final honor would involve his own family, his son Brian, that same five-year-old wow, who had waved good- goodbye to him when he left for overseas in 1967, is now a captain with Southwest Airlines. And it was Brian who flew home his father 52 years after that goodbye. One cannot fathom what it must be like to wait half a century for closure or what this moment must have been like for his family. Sadly, some would not be there to see the homecoming. According to his obit, his wife Patricia, the love of his life, passed away in 2008. His own parents died within three years of his disappearance. We are so fortunate that they decided to share this moment with us, especially in a week when we could all use a little little more hope. And that's an excellent point because we talked in the first hour about this wide divide in, in the gun debate whenever there's a mass shooting and how there's a disconnect between gun rights activists and anti-gun activists and how the discussions are often in bad faith. But for those who are grasping to struggle for something, anything that can unify this country, those who paid the ultimate price in defending freedom— and serving our nation in the military, that's still a very unifying factor. Ain't no way all those people in the airport were pro-military folks, okay? But for a few brief moments, they could put aside whatever grievances they might have with this country, and maybe even the military, and honor someone who was finally identified after passing away 52 years earlier. And Are you kidding me? His kid, his son, 57-year-old son, flying the plane to bring him home? I'm at a loss for that. That's incredible. Incredible story, and we thank Jackson Proskow for for sharing that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always. Always a privilege to talk to you today. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. Call 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. With expert guides and important lectures at key sites, We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. An extraordinary adventure to Israel can be yours. Join the Stand with Israel tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, happening December 2nd to the 11th. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. Here are just some of the advantages of using Advantage Auto Glass. Advantage number one. 
We're locally owned in Minnesota through and through. Our corporate headquarters are not in Philadelphia. Advantage number two, we're family owned. If you have a problem, you talk to me, the owner. Advantage number three, we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. So just tell your insurance agent you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass. Or better yet, call us direct and we'll handle it for you. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is W. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.